Good afternoon, I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I am Cade Weiberg, and no it doesn't. Right into the theme. Great that time. theme. Great theme. Normally we say like a, a, a line, like a. I didn't have anything prepared. I'm gonna we're going to be, be talking about blank today. Yeah. And, and then the song plays. No, I mean now we're going to be talking about blank today. Oh, I can't wait to get into blank. I am so excited. There's so for many blank. things about blank. Yeah. And they have such attributes mm -hmm. and facets. Yeah. Lots of facets to blank. So many facets to blank. Oh. But we're going to get right into those. Yeah. Um, after this. After this commercial break. <laughs> we got sponsors. <laughs> we have sponsors now. Yeah. Who do you think would sponsor us? Um, no one. But maybe Marvel. Oh, <laughs> I know them. You think they're going to sponsor a Marvel Sucks cast? No, a Marvel Sucks versus No It Doesn't cast. Yeah. Any podcast that defends Iron Man 2, I... Yeah. Come on, give us your money, Marvel. You got a lot of it. Just a few dollars. Um, I would want to... I just listened to uh, one of the previous ones that I want to... We, we met, mentioned uh, the... We were talking about the grossing of all the films, and you mm -hmm. said Minions made more than Civil War, and I was like, no, it didn't. It yeah. actually did. It was the. It's in the slot right above Civil War. Yeah. Civil War lost by $6 million. It, isn't it crazy minions. how much Minions made? It's like, insane. Like... It's so much less good than Civil War. It's just hard to believe. Like, it just seems like such a shameless kind of sellout of a movie. Like, surely, like, when I was saying the ads for it, I'm like, no one's going to want it. Who wants this? <laughs> Turns out everyone wanted it. I don't know if everyone popular. even wanted it. I think it just might have been a slow summer. Yeah. When was that? Twenty. I don't know. 2015? Yeah. If it was 2015, then you had Avengers 2 and Ant-Man to compete with. Yeah. Oh. Which, you know, I obviously, great. <laughs> um, I watched Black Panther again last night. Mm -hmm. uh, really stellar, yep. still. Uh, holds up. Um, there weren't really, I was, you know, still looking for Thanos to be popping out. Like, oh, maybe I missed him and he's kind of like invisible or something. No, no um, luck though? No. The only reference that I missed the first time, and I didn't even think about it until mm -hmm. the post credit scene, like, jogged something. Um when Everett Ross gets shot and he gets taken to Wakanda and mm -hmm. uh, T'Challa's little sister takes a look at him and she says, oh, another broken white boy for me to fix. Mm -hmm. She's referring to Bucky. Ah. Who they fixed. Right. at the uh, As you can tell in the post credit scene, spoilers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I remember that line and being like, wonder exactly what that's referring to because yeah. it didn't occur to me at the time. Yeah, and but yeah, it makes sense. sense. And um, Bucky is now free of mind control, it appears. Because hmm. they said at the end of Civil War, we're going to let you go. Is Or he said, "Put freeze me until you can fix this. Yeah. Until I guaranteed not to kill anyone. Hmm. And, it and they did it. It's Yeah, they did. Mission What's accomplished. Good for them. Yeah. Good for Bucky. Yeah. Bucky's a, a, a homeboy again. Yeah. yeah, he's back on the, the winning team. Yeah. Um, well, Captain America's probably thrilled. Yeah, oh, definitely. Do you think they're gonna have to have like a scene where they're like, like you need to answer for what you did? I can't believe you did that. No, I, think I mean because that wouldn't make any sense. All of the world, control. all of the world is gonna be. I'm curious how Tony is gonna react to him working with him. Yeah, but I think everyone's gonna be under the same impression. Like if we don't fucking team up, we're gonna explode. Yeah, like Thanos is gonna rain down. Hell. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense for someone to hold a grudge against a mind-controlled 
guy. Um, I mean, if he murdered your parents, you, it's but he's kinda, mind controlled. Yeah, but I mean, they already—it's still. Yeah. The, you, I feel like it's just hard to react uh, logically. Yeah. yeah. In that situation. Yeah, that's fair, I suppose. Um. So have you watched anything this past week? It's been it's been a few days. Actually, four days since our last cast. I've been watching a lot of the Leftovers. Twilight Zone. Oh God! Yeah, the Leftovers is like a modern day Twilight Zone. Yeah, but you know you gotta you gotta get, know where you're coming from. No, okay, so you gotta know your fifty past. years before you get there. I gotta watch all the television. Ugh. Have you? Did you watch Everything Sucks? Uh, On Netflix, no. The new Netflix. Show? I saw that and my it kind of bumped me out because I was like, bumped me out, bummed. Like With I a was, pee. Like I was sad. Like a bump. Like a, like like a bump of coke. Like a bum. Like I was a bum. Oh, like homeless man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it homeless you it, out. It homeless me out. Okay, that makes sense. No, because I was just like, the 90s? We're doing nostalgia for the 90s? <laughs> like, and I'm already... Oh, that's why it bumped you I'm out. already nostalgic for the 90s, of course. <laughs> but it's just like, like seeing your childhood... I mean, that's still like earlier than us because those mm-hmm. were like teenagers in the 90s. We weren't teenagers in the 90s. Yeah. We were children in the 90s. That's but, true. I don't know, it's still just getting kind of close to home. Like, I'm just seeing the writing on the wall that in five years there's going to be a show. About the 2000s. Yeah. Well, like that Bojack like, episode the, of 2006. Yeah. Or 2007. Uh, and I'm, I'm just not sure I'm prepared for that. Why not? To just be, uh That's odd that you mention that because the show is supposed to be, like, I watched the pilot and then I asked yeah. Seth, like, should I invest in this? Because yeah. Seth, had, I don't know if he watched a couple or he just did a lot of research. Yeah. But basically the entire premise of the show, or the emotion that it's going for, they're making every episode like the dog episode in Futurama, is how Seth described Aww. it. I know. And I, I expected it like to be a comedy. My yeah. dad's like, hey, this looks like Freaks and Geeks, but in the 90s. I'm like, sign me up for that. Yeah. Where you at, Judd? Yeah. Um, and then I watched the pilot. It was very much not like that. I don't mm. think I laughed really once. Yeah. I'm, so, not, I'm not sure if I'll end up watching it. I would not, recommend it. But but then again, you liked End of the Fucking World, which I did not. Yeah. So, honestly, I think it's safe to say we disagree on a couple things. Yeah. Not a lot. All of Marvel, thumbs up. Yeah. I, it should also remind me of another thought I had recently, which was that, like, 90s music. Mm-hmm. That's all, it's all dad rock now, right? For the next generation of kids, that'll be, like, the 70s music for us. Because it's that same gap in time. Dad rock. Yeah, like people are going to be listening. I can't imagine. I mean, Wonderwall will be like a song from sure. the 70s yeah. for kids of I was thinking of like of Crazy like Town, years. like You're My Butterfly. <laughs> that, that will be too. It'll That's like, going to be dad rock? Yeah, it's going to be like a novelty old song, like Celebrate by Stevie Wonder or something. Like it'll be a, one of those songs you hear what the roller skate derby <laughs> rink <laughs> at kids' birthday parties. So... Eventually, I think, because, like, all right, so I'm thinking Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Yeah. Those songs are kind of like one-hit wonders. Mm-hmm. So, naturally, like, if yeah. you were to, to make kids, that movie. now, that must be, like, 50s music. Yeah. It's insane. But yeah. what would you think would be, like, 90s? Like, but imagine us listening to 30s music. That never happened. No. But we there wasn't listen, music in the 30s. We listened to 50s music and 70s music. There wasn't music before the Beatles. There's 50s music. Oh, not Elvis. Real music. Come yeah. on, there. Elvis was in rotation, so you got some doo wop. So. It was. It's just sort of like nobody had a grasp on what music was. It, it wasn't that. It was that they didn't have recording technology. I think that's no, the real great. Both. The real great advancement of the Beatles is the technology they had to record stuff. Just 
during their career mm -hmm. just exploded because it went from them recording just like as a live group yeah. to them doing overdubs and taping over. Mm -hmm. This is one of my, my theories of why the Beatles um, kind of get an elevated place in history because I sure. think whoever the top band in the 60s was yeah. was going to be the first one experimenting with any of that stuff. And it, it's it so happened that the Beatles were like a really talented group of guys to be doing it. But I think if there's another band that was in the top during the '60s, that they would have experimented with the same kind of studio technology stuff that the Beatles did. I strongly disagree. I think multiple bands would have done it. I don't think it would have all happened in one place. Yeah. Well, we'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, but this is not a Beatles podcast. It isn't. I can't believe we don't have a Beatles. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure no one needs a Beatles podcast. But surely everyone has talked to the Beatles. Yeah. And far more than Marvel. Yeah. Um, but I would like to point out, uh, back to Black Panther, it mm -hmm. made $192 million opening weekend. Yeah, I heard it was like the fifth greatest of all time. It is the fifth time. greatest opening of all time in February. Which is no, is no, to overall. Okay, but I'm yes. just saying that, and it happened, happened in, in February. February. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that, that is insane. That's the shittiest possible. Well, not probably not the shittiest. January is probably worse. Yeah, but there are some shitty months to release a movie, and they did it during one of them. Mm -hmm. And they 192 still million. Hit, yeah. That's insane. This is definitely going to be top 50 highest grossing movies yeah. for sure. I'll be interested to see. Is there like a sequel plan to this? Or yeah. is he just okay, there is. Well, I mean, it's not they'll definitely do like a Doctor Strange 2 and a Black Panther 2. They'll round out these trilogies. Hmm. I don't know if I want a Doctor Strange 2. Why not? Baron Mordeaux has threatened all of uh hero kind. Hmm. That was a pretty big cliffhanger. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I was just like all of these that movies. That movie was good, but it wasn't like crazy good i like it yeah i think it was just an origin i want to see yeah. more of in-depth doctor strange like that was his captain america first adventure i want yeah. to see his winter soldier mm. you might not though because you're not a fan of the winter soldier yeah but i mean yeah i mean i'll, I'll go see him whatever I, i've at this point marvel has had enough consistent movies in a row mm -hmm. that i'm not I'm not you're dragging not my feet it. on the way. You're, you're nearly excited. You got to the Black Panther premiere before I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to save us. <laughs> you're very excited. Because I was like, oh, I want to sit in like the front row looking up to my left mm -hmm. the entire time. If you were... Just listen back to the negativity and the pessimism. Yeah, but the movies were worse at the beginning. <laughs> Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I feel like this is the this is the great transformation of this podcast, is that Marvel has gotten no, better. You, Not that my opinion is changed. You're just coming out of your Marvel closet. <laughs> You've been a closet so. Marvel fan this whole time, but mm. you will refuse to admit it. And then now you're like, okay, Roger Ebert's giving him two thumbs up. It's okay for me to come out of the closet. Because uh, Roger, Roger Ebert, Ebert came out of the closet. He is dead. Yeah, but Roger his people. Ebert is dead. Not PR dead, though, so we can talk about him. Yeah. No, just literal, literal dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's He died. Yeah, no, I'm aware. But he still rates stuff. Six feet below. I, well, actually, he might have been cremated. I don't know that much about his death. <laughs> Roger Ebert. Circumstances. You'd think that you'd know. Yeah. His, you know, he is your favorite critic. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Because he's dead. Yeah. Remember. Peace is if he's cremated. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, ashes, I guess. <laughs> ashes to ashes. <laughs> dead. Bones to bones. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said. Um, uh, so, that was a loving tribute yeah, to, the, to, to Roger the man Ebert. himself. <laughs> <laughs> that was just our, you know, another another uh, glimpse into Jordan's love corner, which he said that he would he would bring back in a later app. My love corner. Yeah. 
You were in which episode? <laughs> the Black Panther episode. The first, oh, you were on, it was, you, it's like you did a whole bunch of speed before you did that podcast. And then once we started about talking about Black Panther, it was just me talking and you sort of fell asleep. Yeah, that. no, I definitely. The beginning was crashing. a very interesting variation of Jordan that I rarely see. <laughs> once, uh, you in, uh, we went to go see some movie in the, at Grafton in college. Yeah. Um, was it the police live action movie? That might have been End it. of Watch. End of Watch. I think it was End of Watch. We went with Seth and you ate a whole bunch of Skittles before the movie. <laughs> and you're like, I don't need sugar this late. This is crazy. Yeah. And you were bouncing off the walls. It was like yeah. you're a ten year old. Yeah. So that's what I, I I'm a hyperactive little guy. Um that'll so, that'll happen. Yeah, no, and I'm glad that we got to touch <laughs> back on Jordan's love corner. <laughs> This segment uh, was about Roger Ebert. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's dead. <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah. Ashes to ashes. Yeah, he died. Bones to bones. <laughs> That's what they say. Anyway, uh, so what's this episode about? I believe... Blank, right? It is about blank. Um, but I think we're going to do an episode on... Brace yourself. Hmm. The Dark Knight Trilogy. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So... Uh, I touched on this in a previous episode. I got to interview Linus Roach, none other than Thomas fucking Wayne himself. Tommy Wayne. You think yes. he ever went by Tommy as a kid? Uh, no, never. Never. No. no. Always a Thomas. No. De- oh, definitely not. Like Tom Riddle? Always Absolutely a Thomas, not. never a Tom. No. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Martha... His wife. Washington. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oddly enough, she went by Marty. Huh. Which is wow. a guy's name. Marty and Tommy. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Thomas. <laughs> right. Yeah. Martis and Thomas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Martis. <laughs> Her side name. Um, but I got to interview Linus Roach. Very nice uh-huh. guy. I'm going to go in-depth into that interview. I wrote some notes on my phone. On your phone? I thought you had hand notes. I see. I was, I was about... To, this podcast started a bit more early than I thought it was. Oh. And I took them into work to type it up. Ooh. Left them there. <laughs> <laughs> but I was... <laughs> yeah. I was able to... Uh-huh. Uh, jot down i basically just was making an online document to print out (laughs) so we could like sort of read it off yeah um but this whole thing i wasn't writing down my questions Mm -hmm. so let me let me just set up this the stage for this interview what happened please so my uncle calls me Mm -hmm. he says they're shooting homeland season seven whatever season they're on i think they're on seven sure um not that important i'm like cool Mm-hmm. I watched the first two seasons of Homeland. Loved it. Your favorite show of all time, um, I think. I will not get into my stance on Homeland because everyone on the cast was so friendly and polite. Oh. Um, they turned your opinion around. Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched the rest of the show. I watched sure. the first two seasons. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine television. I didn't go back to it, yeah. um, which, you know, like the leftovers I did. Uh-huh. But... Uh, I'm, it's the way that they make the show. I was very impressed with the director was picking up on things I didn't notice. He's mm-hmm. like, you have to, this happened in this other scene, so you got to be like this. So even people that make questionable television mm-hmm. are professionals. Uh, arguably, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, professional to me, I was blown away. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I take a half day off work. I show up at my uncle's house. I already told you the story about the stormtrooper. Yep. Um... But we get there, and his house is full of 100 people. Yeah. A lot. That's a lot of people for a house. A lot of people. Um, so basically, a week prior, this uh, scouting agent, they're filming in Richmond, which mm-hmm. is where my uncle lives. Um, and he, 
location scout, I think is his job title, and he just goes around to locations and asking people if he can film there. Hmm. Um, and he uh, put a card in my uncle's door. My uncle's like, I would, yeah. Uh, well, actually, my uncle was a bit reluctant. My aunt is very, uh, loves celebrities in Hollywood. Sure. My uncle loves his house not to be full of people. Mm, so, I can respect that. Yeah, this was a sort of a clash of mm-hmm. two, but you know. Yeah. So the wife, uh, how's their relationship? Is it good? Uh, it's good. The opposites yeah. attract kind of deal. Okay. So um, they're not like this didn't ruin their entire no, no, marriage. No, 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 no. It, I mean, not when I was there. Okay. <laughs> they could have. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed they're still together after this For the pod. two lovebirds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Been married for 10 years or so. Yeah. Uh, probably longer. Honeymoon phase. Honeymoon phase. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> oh, do you think we could get them on to our Marriage Sucks versus No It Doesn't wow, podcast? That'd be interesting, yeah. You think, do you think they'd come on? We gotta get no, someone on no, that. We pod. gotta get we gotta get a marriage that's really on the rocks. Okay. And we could just so we can really on the rocks. How's how's your sister's marriage? I think it's going like solid. Oof, Seems not, good from the outside. That's not good. Damn no. it. My sister's getting married in December though. Oh. So maybe that one could be rocky. Fingers yeah. crossed. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them on the pot. Yeah. Maybe we'll do <laughs> at their wedding. We could do Hey, that. an app. <laughs> do an app. Yeah. And we can interview all the bridesmaids on whether or not they like Marvel or if they cried during Logan. Yeah. And then all the groomsmen. Well, I mean, or I'm trying to meet our ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, respective the groomsmen. Ones. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I'm personally not looking for groomsmen. Oh. They can be on the pod, oh, for so sure. We're not introducing them to each other. No. I mean, we it's can. Like a match game. Do you want to be Cupid? Is this a, is this a matchmaking podcast? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought we were searching for your love of Marvel mm-hmm. and our respected future wives. How about... Uh, we do it like a game show. Okay, I'm so listening. So it's like it's like The Bachelor, but with five people on either side. I don't know how big their bridal party will be. I think it's like ten. It's a lot. Ten? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets love in this yeah, in this no. instance. Well, I think one of them is Too married many. already. Oh, so no. that, that would ruin already. the dynamic. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, honestly. If we play our cards right, mm-hmm. we could meet the one at this wedding. Wow. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're bringing our podcast equipment because mm-hmm. nothing makes girls more interested in guys that mm-hmm. do a podcast. Yeah, their podcast. And Marvel, a Marvel podcast, Can no you less. believe it? Oh, I that's, can't. That's superheroes. Oh, my God. That's women's favorite thing. Yeah. I don't know a lot about women, but I do know that that yeah. is their favorite thing. Absolutely. It has to be. What I else would be their I mean, favorite I'm not, thing? A scientist. I'm not a researcher. I don't have numbers to back it up, but my gut says that's accurate. I'm pretty sure your gut is right <laughs> in this particular instance. Uh, agreed. Um, so I was on the set of Homeland. Kind of a big deal. I invited you uh, because I wanted. You know, I, I always like inviting people on the pod. Doing we've ha- interviewed so many interesting people. Mm-hmm. None of them have been famous. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, waiting for you know like Seth or Patrick to do something important. But yeah. The jury's still out. Yeah, I was definitely not starstruck by any of our guests <laughs> thus far. Oh, that's crazy. They were all great. So I did honestly want us to do some sort of small interview, the two of us together, mm-hmm. and uh, Jordan was immediately like, no. Well, I had work. Uh-huh. I'm a working professional stiff. Okay. Yeah, so I, was uh, I. I took a day off. Half day. Yeah. I mean, I just had to pick up my briefcase, put on my tie, uh-huh. my fedora, <laughs> my overcoat, my newspaper under my arm. Is this a Glen Gary, Glen Ross reference? You know, it's just how I go to work. Okay. I look uh, a lot like Don Draper. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm more handsome. Naturally. Well, people can't tell because you're behind a microphone. Yeah. You have a great face for radio. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and also, I'm drunk at work. Oh, okay. I drink. I have a bar. So you couldn't drive because you were drunk. Right. Okay. Except for, yeah. I. Well, that's a good excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to let it slide this time. But next time I get a, a big interview, yeah. I'd like you to be there. Although, in this case, it wouldn't have helped if you were there because I, as I'm about to say, I walked in. I have my laptop, microphone, and everything in my car, and I'm talking to my uncle. I have no idea what the set looks like at all. I've not been inside the 100 people house yet. So I'm just like, oh, it's just going to be him, a director, another actor, um, and then a boom mic guy. There are no more than 10 people in this house. Yeah. Turns Um, out 10 times 10. 10 times 10. 100. Yeah. And they were all in there. Um, I was just like, should I bring this in? My uncle's like, you're not going to get, that's not going to work out like that way. Because <laughs> um, I wanted to know, you like set up a charger because my laptop battery is shitty. Yeah. Uh, my laptop because yeah. I needed for the audio. And there was simply no room. There was no room in the house. Yeah. There was a green room. Um, but he was, he was insistent that I would get to talk to him. And I just quickly on my feet mm-hmm. wrote... A paper interview, mm-hmm. like I was raised in college. Yeah. Um, I took, I, you know, communications major, kind mm-hmm. of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, I learned all of the important st- skills to communication that a lot of people, you know, just in college, like, he's a communications major, wasting his time. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Look where it came into play. Yeah. Right now on this podcast. With Tommy Wayne. Thomas. Thomas. That he really hates Tomas. when you call him Tommy. Wayne. <laughs> Thomas. Um, so anyway, uh, I wrote down a whole bunch of questions, and I was thinking, what would you ask? Just let's let's put put yourself in my shoes mm-hmm. real quick. What would you ask Linus Roach? Uh, good afternoon. <laughs> so you'd open with not a question. Yeah, well, first, I, I mean, you got to... If I just also it's morning, I, so you seem like a crazy person. I, I just walk in from nowhere and just start yeah. asking questions. You, you know gotta what? introduce yourself. I think I think we should reenact mm-hmm. this interview. I'm gonna give you the real what happened, the scoop uh-huh. on what happened. But I'd just like from your point of view what right. you would have. So done. I, I'm you. You're him. Correct. All right. So I'm gonna come in. Apparently, since I'm Kate, I don't ask quite or I don't, I don't introduce myself. I just go. No, no, no. What's Batman like? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Be you. How would you react? I will tell you how I reacted in this situation. How would you react? How would Jordan Peoples conduct this interview? So I walk in. I take off my scarf. I take off my trench coat. I put down my briefcase. I take off my fedora. I I open my newspaper for a second. I shake my head and, like, say something about stocks, and I throw it on the ground. (laughs) Which socks? Stocks. All of them. I thought you said socks. No. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, Are you drunk at this point? Uh, A little. It is the morning. (laughs) Naturally. Yeah, so okay. I started off with an Irish coffee. Okay, good. So I'm peppy and a little bit, you know. Boozy. Yeah, a little boozy. Okay. Um, and so I, I, I go up to him and say, hey, you look familiar. And then he's like, well, I guess you, you're him, so. I look familiar? Yeah. But yeah, I'm on the set of Homeland. Never, what? Homeland. Never heard the of The set. It. No. You've never heard of Homeland? No. Um, Where do I know you from? You look familiar. Hmm. Have you seen Nonstop? I have. Oh, what did you think of you the You were film? a nonstop. I was I love nonstop. nonstop. You love nonstop. That is my favorite movie I think about the... a plane marshal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Are you not a fan of Flight? No. Oh, at You all. are not in that, were you? No. Okay. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> you hated Flight. Yeah, I what was your? It. What was your? What did you dislike about it? 
Uh, planes. I hate movies with planes. <laughs> That's odd. Yeah. Huh. That is weird that you... So, but you liked uh, the movie Airplane. Sure, yeah, classic comedy. Okay, but you hate movies with airplanes. Well, because, like, Airplane was making fun of planes. <laughs> That's pretty Taking clever. them down a peg. What about planes? The car Planes think off. they're so above us. They do. I hate that about them. Yeah. You're a pretty funny guy, and you're a little drunk, which I'm concerned about <laughs> at 1030 a.m. Yeah, but, like, it's early, so it's probably just confidence. Well, I mean, I, you smell pretty bad. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. I mean... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. So, uh, did you have anything? I, I have to get back to the set, but did oh, you have anything that you wanted yeah, to so ask? Yeah, so when you were on the set of Nonstop, mm-hmm. um, was that filmed on a plane? In yeah. the air? Yes. Wow. Yeah. How, how long were you all up there? Days. Days. In fact, six. Six, six days. days. And we survived off airline food. Wow. Like, yeah. so just peanuts? Well, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, that really shitty, like... Uh, you know, like the not lunchables, but like the microwave meals, the oh. hungry man meals, hmm. whatever those are that you get. I'm sure you've you've flown a lot, so you know what that's like well, to no. eat these meals. I'm, I'm a '60s businessman. Uh, that so doesn't most fly of, anywhere. No, not yet. ever. No. Okay. I mean, it's like '60s. Obviously, there are planes around, but it's sure. not quite the bi-coastal world that it is today. Okay. In nonstop land or whatever. I mean, Don Draper took a lot of planes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, what makes you compare him to me? Well, I mean, you're dressed like him and you're drunk at 1030 in the morning. Sorry, oh. 1033. Where did the well, time thank go? Thank you for noticing. I did. It's mostly I have to notice. It's The smell is pretty strong. Okay. Anyway, any, any other uh, big roles I might have seen you in? Big roles. Uh, Homeland. I mean, this is what I've been doing for the past couple well, of years. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. That's great, yeah. yeah. Um, but what about ones where you play someone really rich? Ever <laughs> played someone who's really, really My rich? character in Nonstop was pretty well off. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, really rich. Like, uh, owns a city almost. Owns like, a city. Like, the richest guy in a city. Owns a city. Like, say, 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 you're so rich mm-hmm. that if your son was, was just some sort of um, super... Like hero, okay. He could he could supply himself with a lifetime of gadgets and weaponry uh-huh. used to fight crime and clown <laughs> bad guys. Crime and clown bad guys. That's not yeah. really ringing up. Oh, I was Thomas Wayne in uh, the Batman Begins film. What's the, what's this? Uh, this was the first the prequel to the Dark Knight. A lot of people don't really, you know. No, no, I meant Batman. What's a Batman? Oh, um, like like uh, oh, oh, like baseball. Like here's your bat, yes. sir. Batter up. The comic book rendition of a baseball player uh-huh. called Batman. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, I know who Thomas Wayne is. Honestly, I have no I I have no idea if you're kidding. If you're if you're blackout drunk, I I don't know. Yeah. Although you did call it Thomas, which you know. That's what he wants to be called. So I'm going to shake your hand, and this was a successful interview. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for your time. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's how I would yeah, so that was. This, this is why you should have invited me. That's how I did been. invite you. <laughs> I made <laughs> right. it very clear that you should be there for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> um, but you didn't come, which is fine. We each have, like, you edit these. Sure. You do a lot of research into Marvel films. I mean, we record them at your house. That's true, and I contribute. As well. Well, I mean, I just have to, like, drive here. Oh, no, that's really a treat for you. I do love driving. Yeah, you also live in, like, a volcano, so mm-hmm. you hate right. being in there. That's true. Naturally. Um, so, whenever you come over, 
It is a treat Mm -hmm. to be in my presence, like on this podcast where we are discussing Thomas Wayne and Linus Roach. Right. Right now. So, what did you ask him if you didn't take my approach? I'm glad you asked, Jordan. Um, So... It was just me and my uncle, and we were watching the scene. He was in the scene with Bo Bridges, mm-hmm. which, um, as we referenced, the bro of the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know a lot of Bo Bridges' roles, but apparently he was a big deal, because whenever I've been telling people that I met Linus Roach and Bo Bridges, they're like, oh, fuck, Bo Bridges. Hmm. Linus Roach is also in a lot of um, Law & Order. Oh. He's a main okay. character in a couple seasons of Law & Order. Neat. Yes. Um, to be a working actor. What yeah, a life. What a life. Um, so he finished the scene. He walked over to my uncle. And I, re- I recognized him. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I didn't want to initiate the conversation. And my uncle is, this whole time, he's sort of been reacting. These people have been in his house for three days. Yeah. And he's kind of just reacting like, I want them to leave. <laughs> and um, half the time, I mean, he got they got paid like thousands of dollars for them to film in this house. So, I mean, pretty good. Yeah, that yeah, I mean, take he, he's, some of the uh, sting out. Yeah, I mean, he's a doctor. He's very well off. Uh, well, owns I'm, his practice. So this is like a, yeah. a pittance, a yeah. mere pittance. Mm-hmm. Um, sixpence, if you will. Sure. None the richer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so he's just going around and he's being a bit... Uh, everyone on my si- that side of the family is very blunt about stuff, hmm. um, whereas my father's side of the family uh, will be more like, um, if I say this, this might hurt their feelings <laughs> or something like that. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, he was just nonchalantly like, like, oh, I to the location scout, who's a super nice guy. I got to meet him. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, oh, let me if I'm in Charlottesville, I'd love to see uh, your theater and all that. And I'm like, come hmm. on over. Um, Paramount would be a good location for stuff. Even Homeland, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but, I mean, they're already filmed in Richmond. I mean, honestly, I want a Marvel film there at the at my theater, but... I can't imagine how they'd end up in Charlottesville. Um, an anti-Nazi hero. Yeah. <laughs> Captain America, yeah. in fact, comes here. What a twist. Oh, oh fingers crossed. We'll yeah. get that movie. Um, anyway... Um, so my uncle's just like, but what time are you guys leaving? But he's saying it like in a way that is kind of like entertaining, mm-hmm. like how they, how Frasier would say it. Mm. Um, sometimes like Frasier, sometimes more like not Frasier, mm-hmm. like very blunt about it. Sure. And he was telling like the showrunner, my uncle had no fear. And I'm like, <laughs> this is insane that you're talking to these people at all. Well, he's a doctor, so. Well, I mean, they're also in his house, so I feel like he had the sort of home turf where he's just like, he talked to the showrunner, he introduced me to the showrunner. Yeah. Super nice guy. Um, I looked up some other stuff that he made. I didn't really recognize anything. Yeah. He took over Homeland, basically, after I stopped watching it, Hmm. coincidentally. Um, and then my uncle's just like, like, oh, you know, you guys, uh, this is my nephew. He really likes this sort of stuff. I don't, I want you out of my house. (laughs) Like, jokingly. (laughs) Yeah. Like, to the showrunner. And he would just, like, laugh and just like, ah, that's funny. I mean, I still feel like just being a doctor lets you kind of get away with stuff. You think? I think it just gives That's you some where confidence. the confidence comes from. Yeah. Not the fact that, like, it's your house and you can tell them to leave whenever. I think that's got to be a lot of it. Uh, I think it's the doctor thing. Okay. Well, maybe one of us should become a doctor. Mm, seems gross. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's you. there's some, like, amount of, oh, this guy's healthy. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I, that sounds normal. great. But then also it's like, oh, that's the most diseased person I've ever seen. Mm. 
Or that while wow, I was a horrible. I mean, accident. you could be a specialist. Yeah. Like a kid's cold specialist. Hmm. That doesn't seem that useful. <laughs> well, I mean, don't you want to know when your kid has a cold? Actually, this this season particularly has been a very tough strain of the flu. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. Everyone has been sick at my work multiple times, mm-hmm. and my family has been sick multiple times. Yeah. Everyone around. What about you? Not. not no, I've you. avoided it. I was very close. Um. I was sick in the fall. I'm usually sick in the fall and the winter. Hmm. And I felt it coming on three times. Yeah. And I had a beer festival to go to Saturday. Right. Rid it up, yeah. And I Thursday night, I felt it coming on. And everyone in my office was sick. Like, more than half of the staff was out with the yeah. flu. And I'm like, I better not catch this before this beer festival. Yeah. And I felt it coming on Thursday night. All day Friday, I had the day off. Drank Gatorade all day. Mm-hmm. Ate soup. Yeah. Then j- drank NyQuil. Took medicine all day Saturday. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine. Wow. Yeah, I beat it. I beat yeah. the flu and then drank a lot of beer. Nice. I know. Heroic story. You should get this uh, this plan out to the public so they know how to yeah, deal with the flu. Yeah, it's real. All you need is you need to feel it coming on. Yeah, and you need to have the, you need the promise of a beer festival. Yes. Those are the two big things. Yes, and a day off. Yeah. Three things. Yeah. All three of them. You feel it. Take a day. Take a day. Go to the beer. Go to fest. the beer festival. Nice. And if you don't aren't going to one, plan one. Yeah. Make it happen. So what? anyway, you're you're in your uncle's house. Yes. Um, I introduced to the showrunner. Very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, he actually introduced me. Uh, and then oh, Ron, I think was his name. But I didn't hear his name, and I wasn't going to ask halfway through. And yeah. I wanted to look up what he did on my phone because right. that's what all of these phones are these days. Mm-hmm. IMDb machines. Right. Um, so I talked to him for a while and then my uncle takes me downstairs. There's a food spread set up for everyone, you know, like catering just mm-hmm. cause that's how film industry sure, works. Yeah. You probably don't know. You're not in industry guru like myself at this <sighs> point. Yeah. Um, but I definitely know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were there. He comes out to, um, Linus Roach came out to the food table area, mm-hmm. um, and my, he started talking to my uncle, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're talking to Linus Roach. But they had apparently already begun talking um, because he came to his house a couple days prior. or the, mm-hmm. but He'd been there both days prior. And my cousin, who was 13, mm-hmm. uh, all of her friends and her performed a skit for the director of the show. Wow, and it's getting picked up as a pilot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just like That's that. That's crazy. Yeah, they really got. She's that age where she, you know, she wants to be a professional singer, or star, yeah. or what. She wants to be famous. I mean, that's every kid these days. Yeah, I heard. Yes. I heard like almost all kids want to be YouTube vloggers. That's like the the highest sure. rated profession Insanity. aspiration in Insanity. America right now. And yeah, yeah, it's so weird who gets chosen to do that. It reminds me of a of a a, a, a song. Okay. Because we all just want to be big rock stars. Live in hilltop castles, driving 15 cars. I don't know this song. I'm talking about Nickelback. Oh. Oh. Rockstar. I did not pick up on that. (laughs) I am unfamiliar with the lyrics to this Nickelback song. Rockstar? More of a How You Remind Me guy. Hmm. Well, of course. Yeah, that was in the Batman Begins trailer. Yeah. (laughs) No, it wasn't that. It was uh, Someday. Sure. Someday. What's the difference? So- Full circle. <laughs> We're talking about Batman Begins. Have we even said Batman Begins? I yeah, said we Batman. Did. We did. 
By the way, well, you mentioned earlier that you wanted to do a trilogy podcast, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to do the one. Yeah. I'm fine with doing all three if you want to do well, all neat. three. Cool. <laughs> okay, so we'll do all three. Yeah. Um, just because I didn't know how long it would take us to get to The Dark Knight. Yeah. We have a lot of Marvel content, you know, to get to. Right. Um, so we will go into the, the rating of Avengers. I pulled up a few fun facts. I was researching these movies earlier today. Um, but first, the interview. Mm-hmm. My uncle introduce me, introduces me to Linus Roach, and I say, uh, first of all, freaking, like, there's always that paranoia in your head, like, what if he's not the guy in Batman Begins? <laughs> <laughs> Even though I have looked it up, yeah. and I know what he looks like, yeah. and I'm just like, what if I've gotten this horribly wrong and I make an ass of myself? Sure, yeah. I didn't, though. Nice. So, I said, so my <laughs> uncle said, okay, so this is my nephew, Cade. He's, he just had a couple questions he wanted to ask you. Um, and I was just like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Batman Begins, and you're in that. He's like, oh, yes, I play Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Very polite. Very... Wow, so he even knows who he plays. Yes, he remembers. <laughs> wow, he's like an expert. Yes. Um, so basically, after I had <laughs> written all of my questions down, they were didn't matter. Because <laughs> I was so starstruck at this point. Yeah. I was making questions on the fly and then writing down the answers. Uh-huh. Um, because I, well... At one point, I wrote down the question, "How did you, what was being a nonstop like? <laughs> I'm like, I can't ask him that. He's so nice. And that movie probably <laughs> is not, like, he probably, he might love it. Maybe he does. Probably. I didn't want to risk it. Yeah. In case he hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first question was, I, first of all, I'm like, I have so many questions. Um, and we started talking about podcasts real quick. He mentioned that he was on. Mark Maron's podcast. Oh, wow. Just recently, just a couple weeks ago. That's a pretty big podcast. And then straight to Marvel Sucks versus No It Doesn't <laughs> from Marin. We are in. Well, I mean, we have 5 million fans. So we like, do have 5 million. After Black Panther Yeah. Aired. You saw the numbers today. Mm-hmm. I saw them too. They came out. 5 million. Yeah, I got them in on the wire. Oh, my God. Right? And it's so odd that it's a million each time with each movie. Yeah. But it is, indisputably. Yeah. Um, so my first question was, what was it like to work for Christopher Nolan or mm-hmm. work with Christopher Nolan? Yeah. And his reaction was, he like hesitated a bit. Like he said, Chris is one of the most brilliant directors I have ever met. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's not the kind of guy that you'd ever want to hang out with casually. I believe that. Yeah. He um, seems like an intense kind of person. Yes. Um, and he he was very adamant about the crew, um, about just the project. He is very intense. That's a good word for it. Um, in fact, there were they filmed 129 days, yeah. this movie. Um, they probably took a couple days off and switched sets or switched scenes and everything. Sure. Christopher Nolan was on set for every scene that they filmed yeah. for this movie. Now, he definitely has that kind of control freak vibe where like the, he, the whole project is very much hit his mm-hmm. where some directors are a bit less like sure like they can have some things go this way or whatever yeah. you know it's just the less movie's got to get made less, but yeah. he's like a he's like a control freak kubricky and kind of guy i mean he made a great movie batman yeah. begins is amazing well, um okay i have an opinion but i'll say okay. it later <laughs> well let's actually talk about the movies yeah. don't insult mr linus roach right now uh, yeah um, was not about to. Uh, so he actually he pointed out this is an industry secret that I'm going to let you in on. When Thomas Wayne dies in the film, mm-hmm. he died. 
when in real life, yeah, yeah. Linus Rage is dead and talking to me as a zombie. Oh, no. Um, uh, the child actor who played Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. child actors are only allowed to work five hours a day. Yeah. And he had already worked all of his time for that scene. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene where Thomas Wayne is grabbing the child's hand. Mm-hmm. It was actually Christopher Nolan's hand. That shot. Oh, grabbing the hand? Yeah. So Thomas Wayne I is thought it was like... <laughs> I was imagine uh, uh, Linus's hand grabbing cr- a child Christopher Nolan's no. hand. <laughs> no. I was like, how'd they pull that off? <laughs> it is... Well, it's Christopher Nolan's hand grabbing... The child's hand. No. No? No, the child had to go home. So it's Christopher Nolan's yes, hand as the child? Yes, it is Christopher Nolan's hand as the child. How? You don't notice it. It's just a film magic. But it's got to be an old man hand. No, you just, I think you just get the other shot, and I have to, I should rewatch the scene in the movie, but... Yeah. Um, what I, if it's just like he's he's got, like, hairy hands, and, like, you no, see a, a wedding I've, ring? <laughs> I've seen... I've seen... You think Christopher Nolan would let that shit slide? I've seen this movie... He's got, like, Robin Williams arms with, like, all the hair. I've seen this movie eight times. You know what? We might have to just bring it up for the podcast. Yeah. Let's pull this scene up on YouTube. All right, all right. Um, but I'll keep talking. Uh-huh. Um, so... Basically, his hand was right there. I mm-hmm. think you get uh, Linus Roach's hand, and then his hand is on the other side. And honestly, like, I think a 10-year-old's hand is probably, like, the same, more or less. No. 10-year-old's hand's vastly smaller than Christopher Nolan. Unless Christopher Nolan has little baby hands. Well, he's also, like, I don't know, he's probably not a 10-year-old kid. He's probably a 14-year-old playing a 10-year-old. Hmm. Still, though. I, I mean, we're going to watch this scene, and we're going to find out the secret to the industry secret. Right. Whether or not... I mean, that would be crazy if Linus Roach was lying to me about this. Yeah. Here, as we load it up, okay. continue to okay, talk continue. about your thing. Here, I'll, I'll look it up, okay. and then you just... Okay. Um, uh, Christopher Nolan... No, you go to YouTube, you idiot. I missed. <laughs> um, Christopher Nolan always knew what he wanted, when he wanted it. He's that kind of director... Mm-hmm. Um, I immediately, uh, transitioned. I, again, I had my nonstop question. I had a couple other questions that were just cliche sort of Hollywood questions. Um, but I asked, uh, what, how do you, when you travel or when you do these shoots, we started talking about like where he stayed or is he at a hotel? Um, and he actually Airbnbs everywhere whenever he travels to film location. And I was just like, don't you fear for your safety or fear for being starstruck or anything? Um, and he was actually like, no, it's it's not really a problem. Sometimes uh, people do notice and they're like, oh, fuck, you're in my house. You're uh, there. He is. There he is on the the the, uh, the TV on the thumbnail. There he is on the thumbnail. Oh, or apparently it's starting the entire movie. Um, fast forward a bit. Before I go back to before I go back to focusing on this interview, um, okay. So this is just the first eight minutes of the movie. That's not it. Even though we saw it, that's a glimpse of his hand. I got to meet this guy, by the way. Are you sure that wasn't the that hand? Wasn't, no, that wasn't it. That's uh, the scene where he dies. What? Thomas Wayne dies. Oh no! You've seen this movie. <laughs> We're doing a podcast on it. They go to the theater. Bruce Wayne freaks out. Lovely night at the theater. That's one he's going to remember fondly. No, because he got scared. So so many parents uh, 
you know, don't don't treat their kids to the finer arts. So I'm sure Bruce Wayne is just like, ah, oh, my parents used to take me to the theater. It was lovely. Well, no bad memories leave. there. He made them leave. Anyway, so they leave the feels theater. Bad. Okay, and so then the mugger comes out. Um, okay, you passed it. Um, there it is. This is the scene we want. Um, I'll undo the mute so our audience can hear. Yeah, I'm sure um, this audio is going to Yeah, it's going to transition super well. Okay, so there's the kid who was only working five hours that day. He's probably 14. There's Thomas Wayne. My new friend, Linus Roach. Alright. Don't be afraid. Good life lesson. Good advice. And now he's dying. And there is a scene... Well, maybe we skipped it. Are you sure the when I think we, we showed them it. grabbing hands and close? He said it was when he got shot. Um. So I mean, wait. Let's watch him get shot. Even though it's such a you know devastatingly sad moment. Damn. Two thousand six. Linus Roach. This was eleven years ago. Hard to believe. Oof. And I just met him the other day. Small world. Um, Alright, now they're, he's being mugged. I will point out, this was like... When this came out, this was, this honestly launched my love of superhero films. Before this, I just liked them. I was still probably in a Lord of the Rings phase at this time. This is when I became full-blown superhero enthusiast. Okay, so he got shot there. I didn't get into... This series till the Dark Knight. So you didn't even see this? Not in theaters or anything. I saw it Okay. Um, probably after the Dark Knight. Okay. There it is. That's it. Well, that's the mom's hand. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it is the other one. Go back to the other hand. I'm yeah! Like, I thought I it was. I don't know. Maybe they also just didn't use it in the film. Like there was a scene where they shot it Maybe like it was that. so clearly... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Linus Roach has seen this movie after it's done? I mean, if you this looks like it could have been. An All right, Nolan's let's hand. look at Nolan's hand. I mean, and also you're on the set a lot, so this is just sort of. And that, and that could be Nolan's hand. Do we can we Google image Christopher Nolan's hands? That could be it. Who knows? That could be it. Well, that's an industry secret that I let you in on. You're welcome. Um, so moving back to the interview, yep. um, he was in Chronicles of Riddick, hmm. um, which he just reacted to. He was just like, how is in this movie Chronicles of Riddick? Um, and I was just like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. That's like probably Seth's favorite movie or something. Hmm. Um, was that Vin Diesel? Yes. Okay. It is. So, but he had bleached hair. In the film, right mm. before he started filming Batman Begins. And then he showed up to the set. Uh, Christopher Nolan was there, and he sees the bleached hair. And he's like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And he's wearing a wig in this scene where he gets shot. Huh. I'm surprised they didn't like, I, dye his hair. It would, like I think it would have taken too long. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, if it's the he showed off. up on the set. And he's just like, what does it matter what color my hair is? Because it probably, like... Of course it would matter. Well, I mean... Maybe not to the guy who directed Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. But Christopher hmm. Nolan, uh, not yeah, that Definitely matters to Christopher. Defin definitely. Someone who's on the set. 
that many days. Yeah. Um, most of this other stuff was just like uh, small talk. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of it, I got a picture with him, and then I got to uh, shake his hand, and I said, it was an honor to meet you. And then he said, oh, come on, I'm not actually Thomas Wayne. <laughs> Very polite about it. Uh, he went to go film his uh, scene in Homeland. Um which is just crazy to watch. Like they're filming the same line of dialogue. You're, you've been, you've made films. You know what it's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't make films as well. well, or like this podcast. This is all scripted, so yeah, sometimes exactly. we have to do like mm-hmm. takeovers. Sure. And I think the thing that this might actually be surprising to some of our audience because a lot of our mm-hmm. dialogue comes off kind of like imperfect and unnatural. Yeah. But that is all part of the script, including yes. this aside. We spend so much time trying to get this script perfect, mm-hmm. and we're like, would we say that in the moment? Right. And if we don't, we take it out. We scratch it. Yeah. It's not worth it. And also, the recordings for this. So, what we end up putting out most times between hour 15, hour 45. Mm-hmm. But we normally record about 20 hours of material. A day. Yeah. At least. And sometimes we're cutting from take to take, like, every word. Yes. The, the editing process is probably three times as long as the material we collect. So, it's like 30 hours. So, 10 hours of recording, 30 hours. That's that's 40 hours a week for me. It is. It's pretty exhausting. Yeah. And then we got the scripts, too. So... Um, it's quite the process. So a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> so met Linus Roach. Uh, maybe he'll come back. He, I told him like if you're ever in the area, <laughs> the Paramount Theater, I'll give you a tour. Um, yeah. Come on the podcast and all that. Um, yeah. He was very polite. He's just like uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's very polite. He's just like, all right, man, we'll do like yeah. all that. Um, but you know, from Marin. To Marvel sucks versus no, it yeah. doesn't. That's a pretty he's, big... He's working the alphabet. M-A-R to M-A-R. M-A-R. Yeah, M-A-R to Marrow to Marv. Wow, he did it. I wonder what he's going to be on next. Yeah. There aren't any podcasts that are in the alphabet after M, actually, which is odd. Yeah. There's no Ns through Zs. They've studied it, but they haven't come to any conclusion of why that is. Yeah, we should just really make another podcast like that. Anyway, you're a big fan of you talking you too to me, right? (laughs) I am. (laughs) Okay, that's unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they spell that with the number two. All right. Which is different. um, Okay. So we want to talk about the films themselves? Let's dive right in. All right, we're 50 minutes in. Okay, great. Just an entire trilogy. And again, this this is all written... Before time, and there's 10 hours of material. For, mm-hmm. So for me to know that it's 50 minutes in, yeah. it's actually quite the feat. It's pretty Again, impressive. just wanted to toot our own horn yep. real quick. We're, we're pretty good at this. Yeah. And <laughs> kind of a big deal. And you also have to just imagine us writing this two weeks before. Yes. All scripted. A lot of scripting. Mm-hmm. Um, Including just tooting our own horn. Yeah. <laughs> we cut out at least two hours of tooting our own horn. <laughs> so you guys should be really thankful that we, we do that for you. Yeah. But um, we will not cut out the phrase tooting your own horn. No. In fact, we <laughs> accidentally said for like three hours, we had this bit where we kept saying we're tooting our own horn, but we used the phrase farting our own horn. <laughs> and it was just very confusing yeah. after we switched it halfway up. So we mm-hmm. just got rid of the three hours. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, these films hold a very special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, since this is a trilogy, this is really the first trilogy that we've tackled. I kind of feel like we should do it. We change it up a bit. Okay, so last movie, then first movie, no, then second movie. No, just the way we approach it. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any specific ideas, but I would love to hear you on the spot come up with some. Okay. So what I think is last movie, first movie, <laughs> second movie. Uh, okay, but I'm talking about we got to go through the weeds on these. Okay. On all three of them. 
Alright, alright, alright. So, let's do these reviews. Okay, so we'll review all of them first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Batman Begins sucks versus no, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, so, I want, want me to just roll out my reviews? No, I go first. Okay. Yeah, how long have you been on this podcast? I mean, you know, I'm right. changing it up. So, I'll be... Yeah, but that's for like... And we're doing out of six? Nonsense. Yeah, Avengers, duh. Okay. That's, the, that's the rubric. All right. That's the Stanley Kubrick. Please. Okay, so uh, Batman Begins, 5.5. 5. Mm -hmm. Avengers. Dark Knight, 6 out of 6. Yeah, Avengers. I knew you were going to get six that out one of six, 6 Avengers. I'm guessing a 5.5 5 for the last one. Correct. Wow. Well, no, no, no. No. Dark Knight Rises, I'm giving a 5. Wow, a yes. whole point less. A whole point less than. I'd say it's as good as Black Panther or. Which is so odd that Christopher Nolan made that. Yeah. And I know he was, like, done afterward. Yeah. But why did that movie... Like, there was a lot right with it. Like, it was still... You could tell that it's a Nolan movie. A lot of the shots were interesting. Something about that story just was really lackluster. Well, it seemed like uh, Christopher Nolan, as we said, he's a control freak kind of guy. Yeah. But I also bet... By the time he got to the third of these movies mm -hmm. and constantly arguing with studio executives who are trying to crash the movie into the ground, sure. he's probably like, whatever, this is my last one, fine, yeah. we'll do that stupid scene so that you, you want. So you think he was more accepting? Yeah, I, I think he, he'd been worn down by this many studio execs. And, and all, all he really cared about for this trilogy, I feel like, is getting enough money to do his own stuff. So he, he got go, it. Yeah, so he could go do... Uh, uh, the dream one, Inception, Inception yeah. Interstellar, Dunkirk. Yeah. That's what his real goal was, I think. And he nailed it. Like, he got... Like, because what? Before Batman Begins, you have Memento. Yeah. Which I don't really like. I like Memento a lot. I I don't get it. I don't... There's something about it. I'm just not really a yeah. fan. Um, I've only seen it once, but I loved it when I saw it. Mm. Well, and I... The night I saw it, I did start re-watching it as soon as it was over. You just because it's so neat. You have to. It's a really of. clever... Um, I think on paper device. it's brilliant. Yeah, but I thought the execution was just as good. Did you see that Seinfeld episode where they do they do a Memento parody? But no. it's just like it's the characters in Seinfeld telling this story, but they start in the future and hmm. go backward. Yeah, it's a pretty entertaining episode. That's yeah. how much I can handle of that kind of backwards television. Yeah, um, maybe I should watch it again. I did watch it when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I might have a more appreciative. Uh, taste. Um, and then following that was Insomniac, hmm. which is critically received as his worst film. Hmm. Um, that is Al Pacino. And. That must be. Is that his second movie? Yeah. Wow. Getting Al Pacino in your second movie would feel pretty cool, I bet. Um, I guess. Al Pacino in 2002? Yeah. Is, is I he mean, really that prestigious but he's in 2002? Still, but he's still a legend. Yeah, 30 years ago. I, I mean, you're telling me that if you, <laughs> I am. If you got a chance to work with, like... Who's Linus someone? Roach? Well, sure. Oh, my God. No, I'm thinking someone lower stock. Like, okay. someone who used to be good, but is now no one cares. Okay, Linus Roach is definitely, you know... He's, he's, he's in Homeland. He's, he's still he is, killing it. He is killing it. So who's not killing it? Um... I'm trying to think of someone who's falling Tom out Cruise? Favor. Except Tom Cruise is in all those he's, blockbusters. He's fine. It's hard to think of someone who's not popular Kevin Spacey. because they're not popular. Kevin Spacey is more than unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> He's PR dead. Yeah. Um, 
What about Louis? CK. Again, let's let's stay away from people who, who are, are PR dead. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> who are assaulters. <laughs> okay. I'm sure, just, someone, just, naming someone who's unpopular. I'm doing that. I'm doing my best. Um, is there anyone who's unpopular who's also not a sexual being? <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of crossover in that Venn diagram, my friend. Um, All right. Well, let's just name big movies. What's Gene Hackman been doing? Is he alive? Good question. He might be dead. But still, I'd be thrilled to work with Gene Hackman. Like, that'd be a huge... If he's dead? Well, not if he's dead. If he was alive. Ashes to ashes, bones to bones. I mean, he was in the conversation. Oh, that movie. Everyone loves... Nope. (laughs) ...to talk... Nope. ...about... No. ...how much... Nada. ...they dislike the conversation. You disagree with that statement? That's shocking. I thought you wouldn't have liked it. I agree with the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Okay, I kind of get what you're saying. Anyway, this movie, <laughs> Insomniac, um, the girl in it who's in, who I, like, don't know. There's that Office episode about whether or not she's hot. Sandra, no, not Sandra Bullock, fuck. Uh, Hillary Swank. Hmm. Um, I she, say she is. She's in it. Um, you should have been on that Office app. I wasn't. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, I was actually not in any of the office. I know, apps. I noticed. I kept looking for it. Where's Jordan? I just yeah. rewatched it with Seth the other day. Yeah. You weren't in any of them. I know. <laughs> and I was really peeved about it. Um, <laughs> so, Insomniac, uh, Al Pacino, the premise of the film is Al Pacino is uh, trying to catch uh, burglars or something. Robin Williams is one of the two burglars. And Al Pacino accidentally shoots one of them in a foggy mist. Hmm. Um, and it is pretty evident that it was intentional and he had the chance to not kill him. Hmm. Um, and basically he is guilty that, uh, he murdered someone and that his cop buddies are going to find out. So first they're like, oh, you shot him, uh, or he got shot somewhere else or whatever, or it's self-defense. I don't really remember. Mm -hmm. And then Al Pacino like, yep, that's exactly what happened. And basically he stays awake for seven days. Hmm. By the end of this movie. Just because he's so guilty. Because, yes. And he's trying to hunt down Robin Williams. And then Robin Williams... It feels like if he catches Robin Williams, it'll sort of clear his conscience. But it's a weird choice for a criminal. Like, I understand... Like, pick Robin Williams as someone sort of interesting to play this role. Yeah. But I don't know if it necessarily works out. Yeah. Uh, It's definitely a weird cast. uh, Critically received as his worst movie. I don't think by any means it's a bad movie. Yeah. I watched it. It was enjoyable all the way through. Yeah, so is your favorite Christopher Nolan movie Dark Knight? Yeah, hands down. No question. Was Batman Begins immediately? I guess that had to be the next one after Insomniac. Yeah, I'm not sure, but... I guess it had... Yeah, Yeah, because then after Batman Begins, he did The Prestige, which is really great. Yeah. And after that, Dark Knight. Then after Dark Knight, uh, Inception. Mm -hmm. Then Dark Knight Rises. Then Interstellar. Then Dunkirk. There's nothing else... I don't think so. I felt like there was something... Yeah, I guess not. I loved Dunkirk. I thought Dunkirk was fantastic. Mm. I thought Interstellar was really cool. I loved Interstellar. I think it was... I don't know. Like, I I, I need to rewatch. I only saw it once in theaters. Hmm. I'd be curious what I think rewatching Interstellar. Probably positive. Oh, it was great. Yeah, and I saw it like, like at, oh, at the Uvar Hazy. Like the the sound. Yeah, his sound design and his stuff is amazing. Yes, Dunkirk was so intense. Yeah, it was like history. 
Oh, Dunkirk was amazing. Mm-hmm. You hate war movies because you're crazy. Do you like war movies? Yeah. All of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fan of genre? I like good movies. I... I'm not a very genre-specific person. I like uh, a horror. You were anti-superhero movies until May of last year. Well, I mean, I like The Dark Knight. Yeah, but you don't like. Yeah, barely. I guess you do like. Right, let me get my reviews. Now. Okay, sure. Give your reviews. So, uh, Batman Begins, I'd give like a four. Oh. Dark Knight, I'd give a five and a half. Okay. And Dark Knight Rises, I'd give a four. Huh? Really? You like Batman Begins as much? Yeah. Really? I love Batman Begins. I think that is such a very strong... To, to me, those are just both superhero movies. Like, those, those it's are... It's such a good origin story, though. Batman Begins is, I think, the my favorite or, superhero origin movie ever. Hmm. It is so well made. I think it tells the story beautifully. Just everything about that movie, I fucking... I love. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, like... I've wasn't hating it but i i did watch the dark knight first and then went yeah. back to see batman begins that's not the order and i was like watch them in. this isn't as good as bat or dark knight rises or mm-hmm. dark knight i can't <laughs> <laughs> this isn't as good as the rest of them <laughs> but yeah so that that is my rating okay so do we want to go like through any yeah. of the events of the film yes well i think we should do like the highs and the lows okay not necessary beat for beat because that's nine hours nearly okay. of content yeah i also pulled up um i was reading some of the imdb trivia today mm-hmm. and i thought that would be some pretty fun stuff to bring up okay um let's hear it fun facts give me a um, fun well first fact. of all give me your highs and lows of batman begins your favorite um, scene least favorite acting what what was your overall impressions yeah i don't know if i can give you specifics oh you did rewatch all three of them for this podcast right um maybe no i i it just felt cheaper than the dark knight did like the dark knight just had such an idea of what it was like like it starts so strong with the 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 robbery you just get into the action it grabs a hold of you and it never really lets you go Mm mm-hmm Batman Begins, I was just like, I don't know. It kind of eases, it, it, I don't know. It didn't grip me from the very beginning as much. And then it was kind of mystic-y, magic-y, which I didn't quite like. Thomas Wayne dies, like, immediately. Yeah. I remember watching that scene in theaters, because I have this picture of me and Linus Roach now in my room, mm-hmm. framed and everything. And I was like, this is like, it was such a big deal for me to meet him. Why? And he sort of, he was Batman's father mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. that got me into superhero movies. Right. Which is basically by the transitive property, my father. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of a big deal to see him die in front of my own father, in uh-huh. front of my eyes. You're a little Bruce Wayne in uh, this instance? Oh, yes. And as a result, big fan of the film. I thought just, because I knew going in, even at, I was like, how old when I saw that? 13, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in theaters, and I was just like, I know his pants are going to die. This is going to be super depressing. But it just everything about it like made me want to fight crime. Mm. And that's also one that I watched as a kid and I loved and I watch as an adult and I still absolutely love it. Like, yeah. Well, I mean like, so when did it's like 2008 or something The Bat- dark Knight came out 2008. Yeah. So we were 2012 was rises. I guess we were in ninth grade. 2008. Or 10th grade? We, there was the summer of ninth grade. Because I saw it um, during Christmas. Yes, you mentioned. In yeah. that uncomfortable chair at your yeah, friend's house. a tiny little wooden chair. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
that is <laughs> on a previous podcast. Huh. And you still loved it. Yeah, okay. still loved it. I've seen that movie. I watched it like within a five-year span six times. And I have not watched it since the week before The Dark Knight Rises came out. Hmm. And I wonder... That was 2012. I'm definitely due for a rewatch of Dark Knight. I would definitely sit down and watch that at some point because I feel like there's a lot of stuff. I think I... I don't know when I've seen it again, but I've definitely seen that movie multiple times. I don't remember ever being like, hey, I'm going to watch this. Maybe it's just on TV or something I saw yeah. it. But it, it I've seen it is on kind of a lot. I believe it. Dark Knight Rises is on TV a lot. Yeah. I, I Dark Knight Rises just felt like too much. Okay, well, we're, we're, your problems with Batman Begins. I already said them. What were they? The magic. Okay, what was your high points? Uh, I mean, it was still a Batman movie. Batman's cool. He's one of the best heroes. Okay. But again, I think the the real gem of the Batman universe, mm-hmm. other than Thomas Wayne, is the Joker. Yes, you have mentioned I, that. I think the Joker is the great greatest villain in any superhero story ever. Okay. Because he's just... He is... Uh, Chaos personified, and Batman is order personified, mm-hmm. and basically the entire human struggle is between those two elements. So, sure. there you go. Okay, that's it's archetypal. Okay, archetypical. Archetypical. Um, I will say I love this movie starting archetypal. with, yeah, ar- I think archetypal. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. We're not a word podcast. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, love the beginning, middle, and by what's your favorite moment? Well, the parents dying scene is really fucking... That hits home, mm-hmm. just because I remember watching it as a child. Um, there's... A lot of the fights are really cool. Like, when he's when he first meets Scarecrow, I think that interaction is really cool. Even though I wanted more of, like, Batman being a badass at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scarecrow just meets him in the apartment and just, like, uh, sprays him with the gas. Yeah. Also, I think Scarecrow's costume design is really fucking cool. Hmm. Um, I really just love the training, everything, like, sort of becoming Batman. Well, you do, like, a, like, a, you're a fan of the, getting the gang together. Yeah. And in a, in an individual origin story movie, that's the training sequence. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I think. Putting your boots on. I think all of this acting, like, by everyone was stellar. Like, like, Civil War good. Hmm. I know. High praise. So, what would you think about the switch in love interest between the I hate first that two frustrated movies. the shit out of me. Yeah. And then, but see, that's Dark Knight's fault. That's not Batman Begins' fault. Yeah. Whereas you watching them backwards could probably. Yeah, and what's her? Rachel. What was she in? Oh, who? Karen. Uh, there's Katie Holmes. She was Katie in. Katie Holmes. It's like One Tree Hill. Or she was oh, in some kids yeah. show, or not kids show, but like a young yeah, adult One Tree show. Hill. Sure. Why not? It was the one... Isn't she Tom Cruise's ex-wife? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember what Katie Holmes is in. I don't... Maggie Gyllenhaal doesn't even really look like her. I wonder... Christopher Nolan seems like someone who would be frustrated as all hell if he couldn't get the same actors back. Yeah. wonder they what... They do kind... Well... No, they, they don't. They don't look similar, but they're a similar type. Okay. So... <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Kind of. And I do think uh, she's a good actress... Yeah, no, they're both fine actresses. Yeah. Well, I think the replacement's better. Maggie yes. is better as an actress. Yeah, sure. She's slightly less attractive. Yes, also true. Mm-hmm. But uh, why didn't she come back? Like, what was Katie Holmes thinking? 
Ah, uh, was that during her divorce? There might have been something about her not being able to appear publicly for a while. That's weird. Well, that's Scientology. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Not to not to kick that horn. <laughs> <in the rest>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they listen to our Marvel sucks versus no? It doesn't. Five podcast? million people. Uh, you'd think any of them are Scientologists. Yeah. I don't think uh, so. I mean, the thing is, if you're a Scientologist and you're listening, I'm full of thetans, so you can't really blame me for this. <laughs> Not until I've been uh, taken to the planet with uh, audited. <laughs> oh, sure, full of thetans. <laughs> uh, really sick Scientology, which is. This is a shame because anyone who's not a Scientology Scientologist is not going to appreciate that Scientology joke. Well, they've probably seen Going Clear. Nope. Oh, no one. Oh well. No, no five million. I thought that was a pretty popular doc. It was not. Everyone hated it. In fact, unanimously. Um, are you a Scientologist? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start reading a couple of uh, trivia about Batman Begins. No, nope, it wasn't popular. No one ever heard of it. Scientology's fine. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Um. <laughs> Christian Bale's active dislike of his uncomfortable Batman outfit helped his performance as the Dark Knight as he was perpetually in a foul mood when wearing it. Hmm. That is helpful. <laughs> I'm sure he loved it. <laughs> um, Christian Bale performed many of his own stunts, but he wasn't allowed anywhere near the Batmobile. Aw. Yeah. I would definitely want to be around the Batmobile. Around the Batmobile, sure. Um... Christopher Nolan is reputed to have been so fascinated with uh, Killian Murphy's blue eyes that he kept trying to find reasons and ways to have Crane remove his glasses. Hmm. That's interesting. Blue eyes do look great in movies. Yeah. Especially Killian Murphy's. Oh, his baby blues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christian Bale lost his voice three times during filming for altering his voice. Yeah. What do you think of the voice he does? I'm a fan. I love it. Really? Yeah. I think it's a bit much. Well, see, like, in all the CW shows, like Arrow, he gets a voice changer. And yeah. it just sounds like you're playing a video game and you just hype up your voice to sound older. Hmm. It's computerized. I think this is really raw. It kind of reminds me of, like... I say it's too much. If a screamo musician started being Batman. <laughs> and he's just, like, in your face. Yeah, it definitely is not a positive in my mind. That's, isn't Blur screamo? <laughs> Yeah. I would love to see Damon Albarn do a metal album. He's the kind of guy that might just do that, yeah. too. <laughs> and with all, like, features metal artists. Oh. I would love that. Ah, uh, though he is. He's very, he's very kind of mousy. Yeah. But he is, he has a collective He's not really taste. loud. Man, yeah. what, what would his metal be like? I bet it would be almost more like prog rock. Ugh. Like Cardiacs. It'd that. be like Cardiacs. I hate, but that's not metal. That's pretty heavy. No, it's not. Listen to Slipknot and get back to me. Nah, nah you listen to Sing to God and get back to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we both have our homework. <laughs> um, we're also both not going to do that for oh, sure. I was. You're going to listen to Sing to God? Sure. No, you won't. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to Sing to God if you listen it's to It's a double album. Shit. There's no way Oh, the whole to... album. I thought it was a song. No. You, you gave me that when, um, when we first met. Yeah, because that's a... Banger. When we first met, you <laughs> gave me the Cardiacs. Yeah. Like, you were giving me a whole bunch of music. And mm -hmm. some of it, pretty good. Some of it, pretty bad. And then I gave you, like, the Fratelli's Costello music. Yeah. Which really, was an album I was familiar with. I didn't own it, though. Already, I already knew Flathead. for my work. <laughs> um, Do you know that, how I knew Flathead? iPod commercial. No. Oh. It was uh, a undead mage. 
in World of Warcraft. Named Flathead? No. Oh. <laughs> put a tutorial video on AoE farming, if you can imagine. And I it was can't. set to Flathead. I don't know what any of these words mean. I know. That's the fun Wait, part. Wait, so this was a three-minute What's, what's also interesting is, is people that play WoW now also wouldn't know what I mean. That was like a thing of the time. Okay. Huh. But it's a fun dig, a deep, deep so dive. So the throwback to the old WoW fans. Mm-hmm. Okay. For those true fans. Um... Yeah, uh, we've mentioned before, anytime we agree on something, mm-hmm, it's, it's fact. fact. Yeah. Um, and Costello Music, I think we can both agree, is the best debut album of all time. Mm-hmm. Definite yes, he, he nodded. It's a great album. I'll definitely agree that it's a great album. And it is. It is. A, what's a better debut? It's a, such a fun album. Definitely Maybe Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we also have gone back on Definitely Maybe being the greatest debut. Yeah. Hmm. Greatest debut is tough. No, it's not. It's I'm one of those two. Think, because the Beatles didn't even have a great debut album. No, I'm trying to think what bands do. Blur didn't for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Nickelback we touched on earlier. How's theirs? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what about Maroon Fives? Uh, that's a fine album. Yeah, definitely not. Songs about Jane. I don't know why I brought that one up. It just seemed like a songs about Jane. Is it's like, so different from the rest of their it's stuff. It's kind of jazzy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the best thing they did. It's definitely not one of the best debut <laughs> albums, no. but it's definitely their pinnacle work. Yes, as if that's impressive. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, fine. It's good. Um, I don't know how this made the fun facts or the trivia for the IMD movie page. Um, yeah, Tim Burton and Michael Keaton from Batman, the nineteen eighty nine version. Mm-hmm. Have said they are impressed by this film. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I know. Hi, Grace. Um, Christian Bale's trailer didn't have his name on the door, but Bruce Wayne instead. Hmm. That's such a Christopher Nolan thing. Um, due to his part in The Machinist, which was filmed yeah. in 2004, Christian Bale was vastly underweight, about 120 pounds on his six foot frame. So he was under when he was under consideration for the part. Um, yeah, he looks I, insane yeah, in that movie. That, so gaunt. And that movie's not even that good. I watched like half of it and then I was it's like... It's so great. Great enough to watch I, not all of it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it was good. That was like one of those movies that I needed patience for. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes hard to watch at home. Because okay. like in, in a theater, mm-hmm. I have infinite patience. You have me for like two hours, whatever. <laughs> well, like for for a good just because you're like not a near slow your grind. You just have too many toys that you're distracted by. Well, and I just you know have ADHD. I know, but the toys create the ADHD. No, no. The imagine ADHD you, is why I had the toys. No, imagine if you <laughs> imagine if you had like a house full of dictionaries. Like, everything that you own was replaced by dictionaries. I would figure out how to have fun with dictionaries. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I would build little houses with dictionaries. <laughs> I'd tear out the pages and fold them into origami. Okay, um, what about Rubik's Cubes? I used to play with Rubik's Cubes all the time. <laughs> Damn. I was the first kid at my school to be a cuber. <laughs> Not a game cuber, folks. No. A Rubik's Cuber. A Rubik's Cuber. And then it became, like, popular. Everyone started getting them, and then I had to abandon ship. <laughs> After being cast, he was told to become as big as you could be by Christopher Nolan. Bale underwent a six-month dietary exercise regimen and ended up weighing about 220 oh, pounds. I bet that would be awesome. To, to eat to, Just to get that skinny? Yeah. He had to eat like an apple a day or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the other way. And then the other way is just get him to gorge himself. <laughs> oh, so much fun. An apple a day. Ugh. Oh. 
That's um, it was decided that Bale had become too large, <laughs> and friends on his film crew dubbed him Fat Man. And he quickly <laughs> shed about 20 pounds to have a leaner, more muscular frame. Bale described the experience as an unbearable an unbearable physical ordeal. <laughs> that sounds like it. Yeah, no, that does not sound fun at all. Um, Wait, we, okay, we got to get through the rest of these movies. Yeah, but I, there's 200 of these trivia facts. <laughs> I know, but we're in hour 15. I also would kind of want to touch on my uh, Batman is God paper. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, do that then. Just hint at a couple things. Okay, um... So, Wait, do you want my highs and lows for any yeah, other movies? Yeah, for all of them. Okay, so, so let's so start with my let's highs and two. lows. Uh, obviously, the Joker. High. The, Le- the boat thing. Heath Ledger's like performance. High. I mean, what? But you like how he like stayed in a hotel room for six weeks? Like, what do you think about his his method? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> you don't I, care, but he got results. Yeah, that's okay. the only I like. You know, hurrah, hurrah for method acting or whatever th- thing you have to do to yeah. be good but i don't care like if you don't if, care if you can show up without any preparation and uh-huh. give me a daniel day lewis performance okay then more power to you or if you have to be daniel day lewis and like completely commit to it mm-hmm. you know good for that too i don't care i just care what's on the screen i don't care if about but the it seems that you do hmm. like daniel day lewis yeah who dives into these roles yeah so maybe you do like but but if he didn't have in. to i wouldn't dislike him or it wouldn't make me like him less if he worked less hard um, well, I think that just goes hand in hand. That's sort of how you get both of those things. I don't know. Lawrence Olivier is, is famous for quoting to Dustin Hoffman. When Dustin Hoffman was trying to be method, he said, just try acting, my dear boy. It's much easier. So apparently it wasn't that hard for Lawrence Olivier, who's also considered one of the greatest actors of all time. What is he in? Uh, Which uh, Marvel film? No, no Marvel films. Any, uh, any Batman Begins movies? Uh, he was in No Batmans. Okay. Not a good start for this guy. Neither is Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. He'll come around. Kevin Feige's going to buy Daniel Day-Lewis. That would be a nightmare. (laughs) What if he did a good job as whatever superhero There's just not enough to chew on. There's not enough nuance to the characters. There could be. I don't think there can. I I think it makes the movies worse for a a big audience. Uh, I think Marvel movies would be worse as Marvel movies if they were as good good enough to have Daniel Day Lewis. Mm, Those two things can't exist on the same plane. I think they can. I think they are. I think anything's possible. oppositional. No, disagree. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> um, so, what did you think about the highs of the highs of the film? I, the boat scene is I like spectacular. Really, just Batman is that's really super the climax badass. of the film. There's yeah. some stuff that happens after that, like the the doctors are all taped up or whatever. Yeah. But I think the boat scene's really the yes. the height of the action. Yeah, um, and obviously the opening is killer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those things. And then the low points of that film are, I, I guess maybe even a five point five. So I'm curious. That yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah, because I think the last leg, mm-hmm. it could have been shorter. Okay. I don't think there's anything really bad there, but it felt like it's just like, like I felt like I was like, oh, yeah. and then the movie keeps going. When, I'm like, okay. Yeah. When I was in the theater, I remember thinking like, is this over now? Yeah. I, I'd be fine with it was, but I kind of want more. Yeah. And there was. And there was. So I loved the length. Yeah. And then Dark Knight Rises, highs and lows. Wait, no, no, no. The speech at the end of Dark Knight. Plus I got to talk about my highs and yeah, lows. You're doing good. this all out of order. Plus, I have some fun facts. All right, let me just do the last one. Let me just get through it. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so last one, dumb parts. Uh, the football stadium. I thought that was kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I remember there's something weird I was about the ice. In the dark. What that he was walking on it. Yeah, I can't remember. There's something that was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. How would he have done that? Or maybe it's the the fire bat symbol. I don't know. Something I remember while watching. I was just like, when so you've not set watched this, this again. Yeah. When did you watch it? In theaters? Outside of theaters? Uh, I have no idea. I might, maybe theaters. It might have been a big enough deal that I was and saw it in theaters. Okay. Especially in 2012, I was kind of in a movie going phase. <laughs> okay. Fair so, enough. Who knows? Um, me, Alex, and Joey, mm-hmm. my best friend since first grade. Yeah, they're both on the podcast. Both on the podcast. Um, saw it opening night at IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, got there at 8, stood in line, because this was still before there were like 7 p.m. like opening nights. Yeah. This was still midnight was opening night. Um, and we stood in line for four hours to see this movie. When I first saw it, I loved it, because mm-hmm. to me, an ending is 70% of the film. Right. And this movie's ending is spectacular. You think Batman's dead, and then Robin is yeah. also Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which yeah. I really like. I thought they wrapped up the story arc very well when I first saw the movie. Um, the rewatch of that is definitely the lowest of the trilogy. Yeah. When I've gone back and rewatched it, I've noticed some dumber things that I would not have done if I was, you know... As smart as Christopher Nolan. Yeah. But, um, anyway, I have some fun facts for Dark Knight. Hit me with them. In preparation for his role as the Joker, Heath Ledger hid away in a motel room for about six weeks. Um, He developed uh, the psychology of the character. He devoted himself to developing the Joker's every tick, namely the voice and that sadistic-sounding laugh. For the voice, his goal was to create the tone that didn't echo the work Jack Nicholson did in 1989. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's like if you've watched any interviews with Tom Waits, he's just so Tom Waits. <laughs> Ledger's interpretation of the Joker appearance was primarily based on the chaotic, disheveled look of punk rocker Sid Vicious combined with the psychotic mannerisms of Malcolm McDowell's character Alex DeLarge from A Clockwork Orange. Hmm. He's very Tom Waits. Well, no. <laughs> Apparently not. Sid Vicious? Yeah. Oh, Sid Vicious. Sex Pistols. <laughs> I like the Sex Pistols. But you don't, don't like, like Sid, Sid Vicious? Vicious? No. He's sort of important. I'm a Johnny Rotten man. Oh. No, Sid Vicious was just like a face they put in the band. It's a good name. Like, to replace the other bassist. It's up there with The Edge for, I, I'm for not names. A, I'm not a Sid Vicious guy. But okay, yeah, that's fair. Whatever. Um, Heavyweight. Here, we, we have YouTube up. Yeah, we do. I'm going to bring up a, a Tom Waits interview. Tell me this is not the joke. Okay, sure. That is funny that you mentioned Tom Waits because my dad, uh, you know how you two are the same person, gave me some Tom Waits songs that he wanted you to listen to. Confident of what you would enjoy. The only Tom Waits song I really know is the opening for The Wire. Oh. Here, talk while I'm doing oh, this. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm, I figured that we, the audience would like to hear the clicking. Um, just pick any interview. No, it's no, fine. no, it's this one specifically. Okay. okay, so this is like a VHS. That looks nothing like the Joker. You're wrong. And then... <laughs> he's like hammered or something. Like, I'm not exactly sure what he's on. 
He's just on all of the drugs. I bet he did heroin. Oh, I yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> that is. So, but you made this comparison yourself. No, no, I've seen this. He. Who made this comparison? I don't know. I've just seen it. Because Heath Ledger did not make this comparison. Look at all. Do you see that? Yeah. Smile? No. It, absolutely. Yeah. Like I agree. No, that last smile was. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> he looks up and it's like. Yeah. That. Okay. Ah, I agree. Tom Waitsy. Uh huh. Um, Heath Ledger's sudden death from drug toxicity uh, prompted immediate speculation over the film's state and Ledger's disposition prior to death. Soon after Ledger's death was announced, Warner Brothers issued a statement that verified that Ledger had finished all his scenes and principal photography, thus making the Joker his final completed role. Hmm. Um, rumors abandoned that playing the intense role had taken its toll on Ledger's mental state, causing him to become depressed and take a wrong combinations of drugs as a result. However, his family has since put such rumors to rest by stating that far from being depressed, he had a lot of fun playing the role. Ledger did suffer from insomnia throughout his life and would often take sleeping pills together, blah, blah, blah. Um... This movie made more money than Batman Begins' entire domestic run in only six days of release. Wow. That's pretty good. Quite the phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, this... And it's definitely... Worth it. Ledger's, the hype Ledger's is real. performance and subsequent death yeah. definitely... Added to the hype. Was, it was quite the marketing move. Yes. For the film. <laughs> for Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, Imagine... And, I remember there being some speculation at the time uh -huh. that it was some sort of like, what if he came back with Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. How crazy would yeah. that be? Yeah. And obviously that didn't happen because he was real dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, oh, I uh, but I just, I remember at the time being like, that would be crazy cool. If he did that, that'd be like one of the biggest moves. So the not if they just filmed a scene and put it in. He was still alive. He was faking his own death. Yeah. How crazy would that be? That would be, be insane. Someone's got to do that at some point. Fake their I own feel death like for a it, movie it role. It would frustrate a lot of the fans. So? It's It'd be then, huge. But the fans are the ones seeing this movie. That is definitely something Nathan for you should take on. Mm. That is something that he is more than capable of doing. Um, the character of Reese, I don't know who that is. Um, this was the first comic book movie to reach the $1 billion mark. Wow. Yeah. That's humble. It's a good things. one to do it. Yeah. Uh, good Iron representative. Man. Yes. That's absolutely true. Um, uh, a lot of Heath Ledger stuff. Honestly, now you're just scrolling through your phone. Let no, me no. get to your opinion. Okay. What do you think? About this movie? Yeah. I love what it. What are your highs? What are your lows? Uh... Highs the boat scene, lows. Really, I don't dislike any part. What of about this rises movie. then? Uh, rises, I'd have to say. I hate when Batman's stuck in a hole for half the movie. Yeah, I want to see Batman be Batman. I like Tom Hardy as Bane. I don't like how Tom Hardy as Bane gets shot away by a motorcycle at the end, and that's it. Uh, Anne Hathaway as Catwoman, thumbs up. Loved yeah. it. She's great. She's very attractive. Mm -hmm. uh, great actress. Um, I, that was fine. And I really love the ending. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's those are my beats. Um, okay, now I'll touch on my paper mm -hmm. real quick. The three... The Trinity and Batman. Yes. Um, 
The title of it is, and uh, for people who didn't listen to the previous podcast that we mentioned this, Jordan, for this uh, film class we took together in college, um, by a very critical film professor, Jordan gave me the idea to do a paper on whether or not Batman was, in each, uh, in each movie in the Dark Knight trilogy, a member of the Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. In Christianity. And honestly, there's a lot of strong arguments there. <laughs> and I heard that and freaked the fuck out. Well, because we, we started thinking about it, and I was like, well, he's like omnipotent, and he's all seeing in the yeah. second movie. And he's so fighting he's, the devil, yeah. the Joker. And then the third movie comes back to life. Yeah, very Jesus-y in the yes. last movie. And then the first movie inspires hope, yeah. Holy Spirit. Honestly, it's the, the, the symbolism couldn't be more cut and dry. Yeah. That is clearly correct. And I got a C. Of all things. Yeah. That's a pass. He gave you a pass. He hated this paper. He tore it apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, but all I can remember thinking, and Patrick was the same. He's like, don't do this move. Don't do this idea. You yeah. will not like it. I'm like, I gotta try. <laughs> this is a great idea for a paper. And it was actually fun. Like, it took me a day to write. I yeah. was in, locked in Grafton, the movie theater, for mm-hmm. eight hours, just chopping it out, and yeah. I did it. There's, there's nothing better than when you have a paper and you actually have an argument to make. Yeah. You're like, here's something I actually want to say. Yeah. And then it's it's fine writing it just a paper. Flows whenever out of whenever you have to write a paper and you don't have an argument, like mm-hmm. then you're just you're doing like the rephrasing just to stretch out paragraphs. Yes. I hate that. That yes. is the worst. I there's so <laughs> many papers that I've had to just do that for like me. like that I that needed to be five pages and mm-hmm. my draft was like two and a half pages. Yeah. And it's like I don't there's nothing new to say. <laughs> and I you know what? Teachers will be like, Oh, don't do that. That's a terrible method. But yeah. I did great on a lot of those papers, <laughs> so shut up. Just let me write two and a half pages if you don't want to read a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> They, uh, as long as I make the argument, it should sure. be fine. Mm. But they want you to put in more. I guess you but if have I to do a only whole move, argument. Yeah, but you can only move as fast as your slowest person. And then the slowest person is going to be like, oh, but I make the argument in a paragraph. And it only has to be two and a half pages. Yeah. Hmm. So blame them. Frustrating. Um, the title of the paper is In the Name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name. I always did ridiculous names for all my papers. Yeah. I don't. I wonder what teachers think of that. Like, I've done some really weird ones. Fuck. Yeah. What was, do you remember any of them? Well, for the same class, uh, for the Days of Heaven uh, paper, my, the title of my paper was called Ding Dong Harbinger of the Apocalypse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because there's a line in the movie where a girl says, I met a guy named Ding Dong, and he told me that the world was going to go up in flames. And the entire premise of my paper was that that movie is full of cycles of... <laughs> Uh, rebirth and then death through fire in the film. Okay. So it was like very thematic and appropriate, but yeah, ding dong, the harbinger of death. <laughs> um, skipping my first paragraph oh, of filler, if yeah. you will, because um, I had to do, you know, like the cover page or whatever. You just have to do all that. Um, the Holy Spirit is referred to as the Lord, the giver of life. Um, and Batman builds his vigilante empire in the premiere, blah, blah, blah. Um, if you make yourself, uh, Liam Neeson says, if you make yourself more than just a man, if you devote yourself to an ideal, then you become something else entirely. Hmm. A holy spirit, perhaps? Hmm. Maybe. I feel like you could have grabbed a better line. Than that? I feel like there are even better lines. I don't think so. I implore you to find one. Um, this is Wayne's first step. Uh, Jesus refers to the spirit as a counselor who will guide us in our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And that relates to Batman because 
uh, the spirit where the, the entire premise of the film is how Gotham has become corrupt and beyond repair and needs a god to cleanse it of its wickedness. Much like a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. Pretty mm-hmm. clever. <laughs> um, I mean, that is a biblical reference. So Wayne creates an icon even the people can look up to, idolize, or even worship. Mm. And the symbol does resemble a Holy Spirit. There's an image of the Batman symbol and the Holy Spirit <laughs> back to back. <laughs> Um, uh, much like the Holy Spirit, Batman inspires hope in people full of doubt, um, gives the doomed new life. Batman chooses the responses that best contradicts the aims of the villain, demonstrating that in the moment of his greatest crisis, his highest value is the ability to block the success of his opponents. Um, Just like the Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly. So already this paper is an A. <laughs> I have nowhere to go but up. Um, follow-up film, Dark Knight, he's Jesus. You know, my no, sorry, paper, he's God. My paper did get an A. I know. What did you fucking do, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, or some bullshit? I did Days of Heaven, we just said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, that movie's garbage. No, it's not. So bad. You're so wrong. Oh, my that God. That movie's fantastic. That movie, I was re-watching that recently. I love that movie. It's so bad. It just is. <laughs> uh, you want to do a Days of Heaven podcast? No, I don't want to hear your stupid <laughs> opinions on that great movie. Secretly in your mind, you're thinking, fuck, what if he's right about it? No, I was just rewatching it. It's great. <laughs> but you didn't finish it. I had to go to work. Ah, that's what I thought. Wait, I, what was it? Was You had to pull it up then. I just have it. I have a copy. And you're just like, I'm going to put this on. This is something. Yeah, I was like eating breakfast. You just wanted to watch Days of Heaven. Occasionally, I just pull up Days of Heaven. and I Because the the soundtrack is really good. Mm. And so I'll just listen to the soundtrack. Look at at the... This fucking incredible cinematography. It's fine. It's pretty... Unbeatable. No. Unbeatable. Definitely. It's been beaten, beaten. For sure. It is the best. Definitely not. Not... You know that that phrase, every frame of painting, never more true than in Days of Heaven. I don't know that phrase. Well, it's, it's a phrase about movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a YouTube series called that, too. The phrase existed before the YouTube series. I'm going to compare The Dark Knight to God now. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. What a crazy language that they used back then. Joker spends the entire movie destroying the city Batman has spent years protecting, corrupting public officials. At the end, uh, By the end of The Dark Knight, he's become more than a symbol of evil in Gotham. Harvey Dent with an upstanding district. You did use the argument that he had, like, omniscience. Yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay. I'm getting That's off. like the... <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I didn't... I gotta see, even though I brought it up. Um... Uh, you'll hunt me, you'll condemn me, set the dogs on me because that's what we need to happen because sometimes the truth isn't good enough. Sometimes people deserve more. Sometimes people deserve to have their faith rewarded. How this, many, how many, how long are these quotes? How much is this paper's quotes? Uh, I mean, it had to be. I feel like there's half quotes. It, that's what it's supposed to be. You only no. did a two and a half page paper. The other half should have been quotes. No, you he said you need to have it's... ten references or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but the references can be short. They're like ten words no. or something. Nope. I'm not I'm not filling up paragraphs with quotes. <laughs> I need to. 
No, <laughs> this is he did it because the filler. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he hates superhero he was, movies. He, I think Patrick. Was he was right. hoping you'd do a, like a, a Sum Forty One record, but instead <laughs> you did the opposite. I did a Father John Misty. All filler, record. no killer. Oh, I thought you meant lengthwise. <laughs> no. uh, this sacrifice is an allusion to the multiple sacrifice that God makes for mankind in the Bible, hmm. such as giving us His only Son, so He may die for mankind's sins. Um, Wayne is suffering for the people of... Oh, shit. I skipped ahead. I do mention omniscience, but I don't know where it is. Now I'm going to compare him to Jesus. Um, Wayne is suffering for the people of Gotham. Bane allows anarchy to reign. During these cold winter months, the city is covered in ice, and the only way out is through a frozen river that people cannot traverse without drowning. Uh, and that's when I make the point. He walks on water, just like Jesus. Jesus, I did find the most comparisons between Jesus and the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. That was the easiest to do. I, yeah, I think there are some other references you could have pulled in. Uh, to what? I think this to isn't. Jesus? I think this isn't the greatest argument. I'm skipping for a this lot case. of stuff. Well, okay. I'm just saying. I'm gonna give you a B minus. Okay, that's better. Yeah. Than what I got. B for Batman. Can it be a B plus? Because that the plus is kind of like a T spelling Batman. Hmm. Uh, I I get that we're bargaining. So I'm gonna <laughs> give you a B. Oh fuck! Wait, that's better. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, yes. So, and he comes back to life is the big day. Uh, my last page, like my summary page, Dark Knight Trilogy will go down forever in history as a dark, honest portrayal of one of DC Comics' most oldest and most cherished heroes. Most oldest? I said oldest and most... I read that wrong. But okay. I, didn't, I, didn't write, I didn't write most oldest. Mostest oldest. I did write mostest. <laughs> it's my mostest favorite. <laughs> Um, Yours truly, Cade. So, signed it like a letter. Uh, I'd like to do a couple Dark Knight Rises, at least one, just because we haven't done any. All right, then the podcast over, because right. it's like an hour 40. Oh, are we? Yeah. I mean, people are driving, and this is going to be a popular one. This is Everyone sees that. Everyone sees the movie title. They click on the movie title that they've seen. You don't click movies that you haven't seen. And a lot of people have seen uh, this. Give me your facts. Okay, okay. Um, and ask them to me like trivia. Okay. Uh, ask them to Yeah, you? ask me and then I can tell you the answer. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tom Hardy has several large tattoos on his chest and arms that had to be covered using heavy cake makeup for the film. True or false? True. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the first draft of the script ran approximately 400 pages. True. Also true. Correct. <laughs> you could, you could like be like, how many pages did it run? No. And then I would guess. Oh, that's pretty good. Robin Williams was rumored to play the role of Hugo Strange. True. Yeah. That would have <laughs> been interesting. Okay. Um, Again, you could have been like, who was rumored to have played the role of Hugo Strange? Uh, wow. The Batman film franchise have attracted the longest list of actors who have Oscar and Golden Globe wins or nominations. Hmm. I mean, they have Michael Caine, so that's a boon. <laughs> a what? A boon. I've never heard... Oh, a bone. A boon. What is a boon? You've never heard the word boon? <laughs> no, I think you're making up words. This no, isn't no, a word no, podcast. No, no. You it's can't like do a, that. It's like a, a, a asset. It's a, it's a thing that 
if if you're trying to have golden gloves, he has he has a lot of you know awards or whatever. So he is a boon to the the cause of having lots of them. Okay, another fun. This is this is a word. Fun, okay, fun I'm not fact. gonna let you not. I'm not gonna let you walk over boon. Yeah, I'm walking all over it. Uh, this was the second Batman film to not include the word Batman in the title. Mm. Think about that. Um, trivia question. Okay, okay sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, um, here's your trivia question. Thank you. Um, if I get this right. I get a million dollars. From who? You know, Christopher Nolan, I guess. Um, which film did they not make a video game out of? Hmm. I don't remember them making games at all about these this well, franchise. Because I had the they Arkham definitely made Asylum a game. and Arkham City. No, they definitely made a game about the franchise. Probably not the last one. Um, Dark Knight Rises. You're correct, but you're also wrong because they also didn't make a Dark Knight video game. So that was two. You got half of that wrong. All right, so fifty ten thousands, five hundred thousand. Okay, well, if you get this one right, I'll give. We'll do the double or nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, Which Batman movie is the only one where he doesn't use batarangs? Dark Knight Rises. None of them. He uses batarangs in none of them. Yes. All right, I've been Jordan Peoples and Marvel sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Um, Ah, I needed this money so bad. I know. I'm so far in debt. You have no idea. I owe some money to some people you don't want to owe money to. We have five million fans. They're Scientologists. But don't tell them. We have five million fans. Should we start charging for this, this service? Honestly, if they all gave me 20 bucks... I might have enough money. That's 20 times 5 million. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We should, I mean, we gotta launch our Marvel Cruise Line at some point. Yeah. When is that happening? Mm. 700 million to buy a yacht. Or a boat. Gosh, a cruise. That's so much cash. <laughs> How much do you got? I just said I'm way in debt. <laughs> okay. I am underwater. I am below underwater. I am under the ground that is under the water. Oh my. Yeah. Is that where your volcano house is? It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay. Um, so why don't we wrap this up by saying what Avengers are at your table? Oh. Uh, Hawkeye. Why? Because he's a, uh, he uses gadgets. True. The gadget of the bow. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Black Widow, because she is a spy. These two will be appearing in all of them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Tony Stark, because he's a billionaire. He's yeah. also going to be appearing in all three. Okay. And then, who's my last? Uh, not Captain America. Ah, uh, the Black Panther, because okay. they have a similar color suit. Plus, they have, they have little pointy and things. pointy ear things. Yeah, so okay. those 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 four are in all of them, because those okay. are... And then the two extras for Dark Knight mm-hmm. are going to be yes. Thor okay. and Ant-Man. Okay. Just regular-sized Ant-Man. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, wait, didn't you give it 5.5? You're right. So Small you're Ant-Man. No, that's point, 5.25. Medium size. There's, there's no medium size. That's not, how long have you been reviewing things okay, with me? Here's the thing. Okay. Is that when he's changing size, yeah. you could pause the movie, and <laughs> that's when it's him. 
No. He's halfway through changing. You have to do Bruce Banner. Fine. I, I lower my score. It's 5.25. <laughs> that only hurts you because it makes you sound stupid that this movie isn't a six. Because yeah, it's literally perfect. That's fine. <laughs> okay. It's Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'm going to give it... I already rated it. My Avengers at the table are uh, Doctor Strange. Because hmm. he could open up a realm where Batman is. Think about it. Wow. Um, I'm also going to put Ant-Man because he can change sizes like God can and Batman's like God. Think about it. God can change sizes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a shapeshifter. <laughs> he, I mean, he could. He He's omnipotent. <laughs> yeah, he can. <laughs> he changed to Jesus and yeah. then he changed to the Holy Spirit. He can also turn peppers into falcons. Sure. Omnipotent, <laughs> you can do whatever. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, so I, saying that he's a shapeshifter isn't particularly impressive. That's why I'm. It's just wondering random power. It. That's why I'm wondering you're questioning yeah. it. Um, and then I'm gonna do Thor because uh, God probably also has a mischievous brother. Sure. <laughs> um, the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna do. Spider-Man, because God probably loves pizza, just like Peter Parker. Yeah. Peter makes them like the Ninja Turtles. Peter Pizza Parker. Um, When did they get in their own movie? Ninja Turtles? Yeah. They did. It was with Will Arnett. It was terrible. But when is it going to be in the MCU? Fuck, it's not (laughs) MCU. It's not Marvel. Are you sure? Yeah. What about the crossover? For For what? The the franchise. I mentioned I mentioned one crossover about I don't remember what it was. Some like a PT Anderson. Wait, movie. isn't there a thing? No, that... Star Wars crossing over with Marvel, and you said that's the end of culture. You want <laughs> you want Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Isn't there something with the radiation that it was it was? Well, then they'd cross over with the X Men. All right. Yeah. Which are mutants, but are connected to Marvel now. So it's all one universe. Not the turtles. Case closed. The, not the Ninja yes. Turtles. Yes. No. I, the Ninja Turtles are related. They're not Marvel. <laughs> They're not. All right, let's look it up. They might be DC. No, no, no. <laughs> not so fast. It's me, Comic Knowledge Joy. All right, keep, keep rolling your Avengers. I am. I'm real. Okay. Uh, who else? Um, I need one more. Oh, and actually, I need... Get close to the mic. No one can hear sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. I had to plug in my phone. Because I was... They drained the battery while looking They still up can't those, even hear all you. All those fun facts. Um, war Machine. Because God hates war. Um, but also... Uh, Sinead O'Connor wrote a song and then ripped up a picture of the Pope. And that song's called War. So War Machine. Uh, and then I'm going to put Captain America... Because they're fighting for good causes. And I think Batman would also jump on a grenade heroically, like Captain America did. And because of it, both those movies are very good. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Yes. Daredevil. Yeah. In his origin story. Okay. Shows young Matt Murdock save a blind man from getting run over by a truck carrying canisters of toxic waste. 
only to get a canister to the face, causing I, him to go blind, I and also increasing his other senses. I have seen Daredevil. The Duh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were born from an identical accident in which a blind guy is saved from getting run over by a kid who gets smacked in the face by a canister of toxic waste. The canister ends up going down a drain uh, with the turtles and turns them into the mean green machines that we love. And their sensei, <laughs> giant rat guy. Why do they like So it's the same accident. I don't think it is. It is. I don't think there's enough parallels. Okay, according to... What does Kevin Feige say about all this? It doesn't matter. It does matter. It doesn't. (laughs) But anyway, that goes to show Daredevil, your golden boy, and TMNT are in the same universe. Uh, No. Yep. That is is canon. uh, I don't think so. Um... But we'd just like to wrap this up. Uh, special thanks to Linus Roach for uh, coming on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to have you in real life in person. Uh, you're an inspiration to us all, uh, and I'm sure he'd want me to plug Homeland Season 7, uh, so check it out. And also, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Cinema After Hours. Noah doesn't. And uh, follow Jordan, who is... Um, uh, the purple people eater, or something like that. There's purple there's a kid eater. getting You're struck still in, on this in the eyes. He's getting struck in the eyes, just like That's Daredevil. This is Daredevil. So, oh, so you're saying that the kid is not a Ninja Turtle? No, the canister that bounces <laughs> off Daredevil's face just goes into, into the, the storm soup. drain and turns them into new. Is that how the turtles are born? Yes, they're in the sewer. Yeah, why are turtles in the sewer in the first place? That's just where they are. Who put turtles in the sewer? They just, they slipped in. <laughs> Four of them. Yeah. Maybe some kid had pet turtles, and then he's like, I gotta get rid of these. <laughs> Pour them down the storm drain. All four of them? Yeah. Or four different kids had pet turtles, yeah. and they all got flushed. They had, they had a club at their school, the Turtle Club. And then one day, Turtle Club was canceled. There's okay. no more. We got no funding. You know how schools are. <laughs> <laughs> We can't afford Turtle Club. Shut it down. <laughs> dump them in the drain. That just doesn't seem like a humane way to get rid. How much does Turtle Club cost? Where they need to get rid of Believe the Believe it or not, it's it, it cost. Uh, that's the end of the show. All right, bye guys. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Say no, it doesn't. Marvel doesn't suck. <laughs>